You're listening to Hot Sauce Sports. It's amazing how we continue to do like uh, last second production like adjustments before you go on air without realizing we're on air. Welcome to episode three of Hot Sauce Sports. I just want to be as hot as possible. Bob. We are hot as we enter the cold winter months coming up here in North America, and we welcome you to the third show of this birth of this show from two weeks ago. Pete Della reads to my left, Terry Tam to my far left, uh, Eagle in Master Control along with the Duke in the Perch as we now dive into the week that was and the week that will be. Let's go into headline news. Well, the first headline is what's going on with uh, how you look tonight? I know, my hair. Well, the like, hair got nailed with water because it was it was. That's what raining. happens when it rains? Yeah, man. That? That's what happens, brother. You, you should be an umbrella. I know. Because I know. that's awful. I know. And then I would hide all of my children from me. But I didn't put any product though in my hair. So it's and why. your mustache, you, we're not going to see it next week. No, it's gone next week. November's done in two days. How much right? did you uh, raise? I can raise a few more dollars. I'm about 600 bucks. That's not bad. I haven't, I haven't donated yet. I will. I know. It's almost the same here. Oh, you know? Yeah. You've been, you, you noticed I know. that? I know. I'm tracked. <laughs> Alex Eagle Docker, thank you very much for your donation. Very kind of you. And, I'm giving uh, you a dollar. That's uh, more than eight, a dollar more, right? <laughs> it's true. Any, I always say any any donation you want to give will help towards the cause of Movember and exactly. helping out men's health. Um, anyway, besides that, this look will be gone next week. All right, let's dive into headline news. Good job on skin feet there, Terry Tam. Okay, here we go. Headline news. Uh, the week that was, the week that will be, the week that is. Uh, let's dive into one of the hot topic uh, stories of this past week was the uh, bro hug, the Baker's Dozen, as the Cleveland Browns uh, trounced the cross-state rivals in the Buckeye battle against the Cincinnati Bengals. But the storyline was post-game and how Baker Mayfield was, was giving the bro hugs to all the guys on the Bengals, but his former head coach, Hugh Jackson, awkwardly kind of went like this – then like this, and then kind of like, you know, didn't know how to do it, and so shook his hand, and then we heard in the post-game press conference his thoughts on, we don't care for a guy who leaves for a division rival midway through the year. So I ask you, gentlemen, was Baker Mayfield right in how he kind of was reluctant to give a bro hug to his former head coach? I'm all about Baker Mayfield. I love this. Yeah, yeah. I hate the overly corporate culture of quarterbacks. I like that at any point, the guy's going to take off his pants and just you know, show it off in front of the in front of the world. I can't wait. Yeah, he'll just drop it down on the table. I find you look like uh, Baker Mayfield. Hold on, not even close. Hold on, beautiful. Not even close. For those who can't see Duke, he he looks like a character from Lord of the Rings with the whole like his little scarf going on. Scarf around. So he does look like Baker Mayfield. Yes, he does. Uh, Honestly, I like it. Uh, We always say we want our athletes to be more invested, and then when they are and they act like a fan, we get upset. No, that's unprofessional. Mm. Gives a shit about unprofessional. His job is throw football. What? It's reprehensible. Yeah, it is, right? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, think about think about Baker. Is that, who gives a shit, man, if he didn't hug Hugh Jackson? Granted, they fired him. He didn't leave for the other uh, for the cross on rivalry. He just took the next job that offered him something. I, I think what it was that Hugh kind of went Hugh Jackson, third person, when he kind of burnt his bridges by third saying. Person. Yeah, well, Hugh Jackson, he's done third person with the yeah, Raiders. Yeah. When he said, Hugh Jackson's going to be the GM of this team. He got fired two days later. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. the point is that Hugh kind of said, look, you know, if I was giving him the full reins to control Baker Mayfield, he would be put up numbers. But in right now, stats are what it is. In three games, Baker Mayfield's put up better numbers without Todd without Haley Todd and Haley. Jackson. I love that, though. Like, blame the guy you hired to manage the offense. And then say, well, but well, it was yeah. me. But was you me hired him. Yeah. But it wasn't his hire, though. <laughs> it's true. He didn't he, want him. Hugh Jackson didn't want Todd yeah, I think Haley. he wanted uh, Chubb, no? He uh, wanted Chubb, um, the defensive lineman there. What's his name? Well, no, in terms of the well, in terms of who's hiring who, right? For Todd Haley being the OC, right? Oh, okay. It's it was a John Dorsey influence of who was being hired. Hugh Jackson never really had an influence in saying, "I want this guy as my OC." But even Baker Mayfield a couple weeks ago, he was actually talking about Hugh Jackson. He said, "Well, you know, some guys are players, coaches, and you know they want to be friends with everybody. Other guys, you know, just want to get stuff done, and you know, are more." It all depends on what you like, and then they asked him, like, "What do you prefer?" kind of thing, and he he kind of laughed it off. There, so I mean, not Hugh Jackson. Yeah, not Hugh Jackson. You know, it's uh, I just think that Hugh Jackson isn't a head coach anymore. He hasn't been, and uh, <laughs> he's a coordinator at best, and he could be a very good coordinator. I don't think he's a head coach. I don't think he has it in him to to uh, command respect. Um, how disrespectful was it when Demarius Randall gave the interception ball to you? I was you? just going to bring that up. Oh. picked it up, ran it back, and then. 
Not only did he toss the ball, he handed to to uh, or hand the ball to to uh, to Hugh Jackson. He went over and like tapped him on the shoulder. And Hugh Jackson too was like, yeah, yeah. Hey, thanks like, for like, the ball, job, man. buddy. Good job. Like you buddy. don't realize he's banging your wife, like <laughs> right in front of you. What's yeah. worse, that or getting a tattoo of Mark Sanchez on your? No, own? no, that's worse, Cuck Jackson. That's worse. <laughs> that's on national TV. But but the thing is, people are bringing up well, uh, Baker Mayfield left uh, Texas Tech, his former college for OU. Well, Whatever. he was a walk on and wasn't given a scholarship. And that's it. You can't compare the two. Uh, Nobody he, was given a scholarship. No, <laughs> he Jackson was Absolutely. paid was paid well paid by the Browns, whereas Baker Mayfield in college wasn't paid. Maybe I mean, he was. He had side. no he had no allegiance to Texas at that no, time. Of course, you know I mean? it was but like, in the end, the whole leaving to go here and you were with us, and then now you're with this rival. None of that means anything. Well, and and just, certain, just and certain playing into that fan psychology. I love that. In certain in certain sports, it does mean a lot. I mean, most I mean in martial arts, it does mean a lot. In in the MMA, it means a lot. You can't just it's it's kind of looked as. It's kind of frowned upon when you switch a gym to go to another gym. Some guys go up in gyms, right? So you'll go from uh, the buttfuck gym on your corner, and from there you'll go up to uh, you'll go up to let's say uh, TriStar. You know what I mean? So you're moving up. But if you go from TriStar to let's say uh, Greg Jackson's in New Mexico, it's a little sketchy. So if Daniel Russo would have joined Cobra, joined Cobra Kai, yeah, exactly. Then it would have been it would have been, been like LeBron going to the Heat. It's like Adam Banks playing for the, the yeah. Ducks and not for the, and what, not no, for the Honestly, Hawks. Adam Banks is a piece of shit. Why? He should never left his team. The Mighty Ducks were cheaters. <laughs> well, they would have forfeited. For the tournament. They would have forfeited every game. Exactly. Those, they should have forfeited. No, we're talking <laughs> about that movie's the, bullshit. We're talking about the 25th anniversary Mighty Ducks with uh, Emilio Estevez as Gordon Bombay. Air Bombay. Uh, headline number two. Uh, this is a pretty unique uh, headline. Beats by Ruben. And for those who don't know, Ruben Foster, formerly of the San Francisco 49ers, was released. Uh, Beats by Ruben. <laughs> released by the Niners hours before kickoff yeah, and uh, signed with the Washington Football Club uh, not too long ago. And now the question comes up in terms of the outlook of Ruben Foster's career in the NFL. He's going to be the commissioner's exemplist. What is his future, gentlemen, as a football player? Will he ever see a down in a Washington uniform? Well, also, I think like, he will, yeah. Will, will, do you think that in the locker room there's going to be any distraction? <laughs> hmm, do you think, I don't do you think, know. Do you think that the media I will don't be know. there interviewing people and it will be additional media? You know, uh, maybe. Maybe. Because like last week you're like, well, you know what? Washington obviously won't, won't No, but you Denver know what? It's going to be attention for a fucking starter. He's going to start. If he's he's going to make an impact. <laughs> he's going to make an impact <laughs> on the game. If he's not in jail. If he's not suspended. Yes, if, 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 if all these ifs, and I agree, I don't think they should have signed him Three days after he got waived by uh, by the Niners, and good on the Niners for fucking you know get rid of him. Yeah, well, they gave him. so many chances, right? And yeah, exactly. You know, I, I just think it's sh- and but it's Dan Snyder. It's what he's gonna do. He doesn't give a fuck. He's just like Jerry Jones. They're gonna sign whoever. Jerry Jones signed Greg Hardy, man. Yeah, and but I wasn't okay what with the NFL that. shows to you is talent will outweigh controversy off the football. Of course, field, yeah, right. And it doesn't matter who you are. I mean, Greg Hardy got signed by the Cowboys. Your ha- Cowboys, Terry Tam. Albeit it flamed out. But they guys, caught him. They caught him. Yeah. But the thing is, guys will get signed. In the case of Ruben Foster now, I mean, if you read the statement from Doug Williams, the uh, assistant general manager of the Washington football also team. Also funny that they chose Doug Williams to, to deliver that message. Yes, of course. <laughs> Anyone else notice that? But, but the thing was, he said, we, we conversed with the former teammates of Ruben Foster from Alabama. What do they have we to do thought, with anything? Yeah, bring him on board, this and that. But anyway, the point is, we'll see how this plays out, but... Gentlemen, at this at the end of the day, what is going to be the outcome for Ruben Foster? I think he'll play. When though? Is he going to play this year or is he going to be next no, year? No, he'll play this year. He'll play this year. He may because I don't think this is going to be. I don't think it's going to stick. Suspension. I think a suspension is coming. I don't. I don't think this whole thing is going to stick. I think it's going to go away. Like I don't think there's going to so be any criminal activity from what I read. Uh, criminal charges from what I read. Does this inferior? You don't need appeasing? criminal charges to suspend him. No, I know. I understand that, but I just don't think he's going to be able to appeal and say, "Listen, I, nothing happened." So why are you guys going to suspend me? So does this infuriate you, PZ, uh, with the fact that here's a guy who was employed less than 72 hours later for what allegedly he did in Tampa, Florida, and meanwhile, Colin Kaepernick is just chilling out trying to get an NFL contract. Well, it just. <laughs> The the hypocrisy of it, of it is what bothers me. The thing is, no one's saying that uh, that Colin Kaepernick should be a starter. No one's saying uh, Ruben Foster shouldn't should be denied the right to work. The fact is, if you're saying talent wins out, then you can't 
sign other guys who are not as talented as a quarterback who we know to be better than Nathan Peterman, who we know is better than Blake uh, Bortles, than, than Blake Bortles, who we know is better than Brandon Whedon, who was starting quarterback for the, for the Dallas Cowboys. He won a few games. No yeah, anyone could <laughs> have than, that uh, So uh, Mike Eagle, Glennon. Eagle, Eagle, yeah, Mike Glennon. Ooh, Drew Stanton. Drew Henson. Remember Drew Henson? Of course. Um, so Eagle just showed me a tweet. It was pretty funny. It says uh, – Colin Kaepernick. If Colin Kaepernick had beaten a woman instead of Neil during the national anthem, he'd still have a job in the NFL. Yes, he probably would. And it's, yeah. yeah, probably. That's terrifying. But that, but that's, but that's the bad part. And I'm not. And to my point last week, I we, I got a lot of flack from the video. But to my point last week is that it's not that he's, it's not that what he's doing is wrong. It's that it's affecting the NFL, and that's, and that's why he's not signed. We just lost half a viewership now because shit. What he's doing is it wrong? He's. Prote- he's not sorry, demonstrating. We lost one person. A song that, <laughs> that guarantees his right to demonstrate. Yes. Therefore, it's fucked up. It's but, fucked but up. Hold on. Nike signed Kaepernick. Their sales went through the roof. Yeah, exactly. No, no. But uh, they did for a couple of days, and then they dropped. No, no, I, well, I have stocks. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, it's a stock, stock owner in Terry Town. But NFL numbers have gone up. TV numbers have gone up. In fact, by five percent as of this point, from where they are last year to where this year. So, so, the, so but the thing is with Ruben Foster, just to bring it back to him, is that. He hasn't been really. Uh, he's been accused of something allegedly. The Niners said we don't want any part of that. They've given a lot of. Ch- they, they've given him a lot of chances before. So now the Redskins are like, well, fuck it. We need him in a linebacker. Let's put him in there, and see what happens. Well, like he's got a few loose screws. But like Terry, like, okay, so well, well, everybody does. So is Everson Griffin, and he's still in the fucking NFL. I understand he's just been accused, right? Yeah. But like, if I tell you, hey, before the show, Mo was masturbating in the green room. And then you're Whatever. like, no, man, I don't think so. I didn't see it. Yeah, and you then didn't see it. the next week I tell you, hey, Mo was masturbating again. Aren't you eventually going to be like, maybe Mo was the kind of guy who's going to masturbate in the green room? But that's okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. I guess the boss is okay to go beat up uh, women. No, that's that's not okay. It was my way of telling everyone that Mo masturbates <laughs> yes, in the green room. Yes, dude. Uh, so I, I, I hate to break up the masturbation talk, uh, but I do have to say that the first suspension was not domestic abuse related. It was related to uh, marijuana possession. Yeah, Correct. marijuana and gun, he had gun possession. Yeah, go, of, yeah. Uh, domestic abuse. Yeah. Before. So there's a lot of things going on. Yeah. Okay. A lot of well, going on. I'll, for those I'll go away know, now. Ruben Foster's had quite the track record. Um, when he was young, and we're not going to use this as being why he's what he is now. Uh, there was an attempted murder on him when he was about 18 months old from his father, who was on the yeah. run for 16 years, got caught I think mm-hmm. not too long ago. And then when he got to university, he put the Auburn tattoo in honor of, of his cousin who got killed, I believe, at Auburn University, went to Alabama. Then he was involved, not directly, but his friend got killed in a in a bar fight in his senior year at Alabama. Yeah, he's uh, he's lived a fucked up he's lived a quite the unique life. Then yeah. at the Indianapolis Combine, he got kicked out of yeah. the Combine for for literally harassing a nurse at a hospital for not doing for not doing what he was supposed to do initially. And then at the end, NFL, of course, we've heard what happened, the alleged abuse, which yeah. was recanted by the girlfriend, uh, the marijuana charge, the gun charge. So there's been a, a long list of things he's been hey, through. check, check, check box. Check them all what, off. Guys? That's exactly what the Redskins look for. But you know what's crazy, though? 20 <laughs> years ago, just 20 years ago, this would be like water off a duck's back. Like, yeah, whatever. It's all good. Don't it's worry. Crazy. Remember, like, and not, to, not to, like, you know, make this into a funny thing here, but... Domestic violence was not looked upon as it is today. Yeah. Back then, it's like, oh, okay, whatever. Quarter, he's, he's benched for a quarter and a half. That's it. He'd be out there by the second half. It wasn't looked upon as it is today. Well, I mean, it's just it's the way it's it's where where we where we are now. You know, it's more we're we're progressing and but, we're progressing in the right way in that direction. That dinosaur culture, though, guys, from twenty years ago, it's crazy how it was embraced. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, when Warren Moon got uh, was convicted, or I believe he was arrested for domestic violence. Yeah. Think about Warren Moon today if he got. Neil with that. A, a black quarterback on top of that. Yeah. That would have been a huge story in today's yeah. society. So it's quite fascinating to see how this plays uh, out. Often teams cover it up and so on. But the yeah. important thing to remember is the only reason why Mo went into social commentary is he wanted us to stop talking about his masturbation habits. Of course. <laughs> Headline number three, we'll talk about the uh, plant and playoffs. And, of course, we are down to the final weekend of college football. Some undefeated left, such as Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, Georgia playing Bama in the SEC title game. You have Oklahoma, Ohio State trying to vie for maybe the fourth spot if Georgia were to lose. And, of course, UCF without Mackenzie Milton, who's out for the year with an awful injury, which I saw against USF and the war on I-4. So, gentlemen, how does this play out when they do the announcement Sunday afternoon on the, the mothership of ESPN of who will be playing where? Peasy. Well, what's interesting is um, UCF has not lost a game since December 2016. Hey, they will not have a seat at the table for yeah. the second year in a row. 
I think at some point, some team that's going to win a championship, if like UCF goes seven years undefeated, it should be like a rule like, okay, you can play a national championship and then you play an exhibition to prove you could have beaten UCF. Because at this point, <laughs> we could say, oh, but they're not in the SEC. Blah, 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 blah. It like doesn't you, matter. They're, they're smashing This, this doofus is going to say that they're not in the SEC. Yes, Duke. Uh, do you think that it might have to do with his quarter, the quarterback being injured? Yeah, no, it, it gives the college community a clear out saying, look, we're not going to put them in there because they're going to get their asses kicked. But man, that's, that sucks for those kids to, to play a full season. But it sucks for those kids to have, have one player, have to have one player impact your entire future. It sucks. But you know what? They, they'll still get – look, if they beat Memphis in the uh, AAC conference title game, uh, they'll get a New Year's Six Day Bowl game, which will be and look at the end of the day. Sure, they want to be in the playoff four, but, but it's a team. It's not. But don't worry, the UCF uh, administration won't be uh, saying no. We don't want the Millers coming our way. We're gonna, <laughs> we don't want that. Put us the Taco Bowl instead of the Peach Bowl. Like the Meineke Car Care Bowl. That's a real. Bowl I went right to go there. watch that game. That's fucking brutal. And the worst is uh, Notre Dame is getting in with an undefeated record where they've played. Almost no one. They beat Michigan in week one after Michigan got throttled by Ohio State uh, five seconds ago. Then we have the fact that they they just got by Stanford and everyone's like celebrating. All, all, all the Notre Dame fans are celebrating. Oh, it was a tough game. Yo, you're supposed to beat Stanford. Stanford's not any good. Have nope. you have you seen uh, on Very YouTube, young. if you go on YouTube, this Google like Notre Dame, on Alabama tunnel entrance, right? So you see it from the tunnel camera. So Notre Dame's coming out, getting ready to go on. They're hyped up. They're hyped up. So Alabama's being introed first, and Bama runs out. They stop and like, oh my god, we're about to get our butts kicked by this Martian team over here, bodies <laughs> that look like they're Adonis's out there. It's, yeah, yeah. But it's, 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 it does suck for Alabama though that they're losing this week. So. But here's the thing though, dogs, baby. But here's the thing before we get to the next sideline here. If Alabama were to lose by three points, max seven points to Georgia. Let's say last second touchdown to Georgia. Oh, they're gonna get blown up. But it's okay. Do they Who's drop get out? Alabama or Georgia? No, Bama. Do they oh, do they drop bias, out of the playoff bias. four, or do they still keep the number four spot and they'll play whoever they play in the playoff format? So if they lose a playoff game, the thing Nick Saban said you need to win in order to get to the it, finals. Yeah. But look at the quality wins though. They they beat LSU on the road when LSU was ranked in the top ten. They mm-hmm. beat Mississippi State, who's in the top twenty of the college football twenty five. Right? Um, they beat A and M, who's now in the top twenty five. So they've had some quality wins that will justify why they should be in it. And if they do lose, guys, do they keep the four spot at minimum in the playoff? Uh, right? I think so. I think. Oh, sorry, Peter Duke, but I think that they will keep it. You just can't have if they're if they're marginally better than the next team, than the fifth place team, then they're, then the, the NCAA is going to keep them in there. Yes, Duke. What do you want? Um, so you're saying that Georgia's going to win, right? So that so means that you're willing to make a hot sauce bet on it, right? Hey, oh, ah, okay. oh boy, <laughs> and yes, two is too good. Yo, so like, wait, wait, was that a no? No, that's a no. Because I know, I know your game. I know the games you play. You like to shift around. Absolutely, yes no? he likes to so shimmy like, shimmy. Nick Saban's so yes. won all these games by paying all these players. And he finally decided to yes. pay a quarterback. What did, what does Tua have to gain by going to college? Why can't these guys go straight to the NFL? What's the rule, right? Three years ago, three years. Why? That's no. It's Why dumb. is it dumb? Why is it dumb? Because first of all, the you're making I, you're making them you're making them get an education, a free one at that. Okay, so you but you're delaying them their ability to make income. Well, where they can go to school. We later, all know there's plenty average. of income going around in the NCAA. Never, yeah, well, never, <laughs> never, more income, <laughs> never, never, never. Well, Joey Bosa said that he was making more in I say Ohio State than he was in the NFL. Uh, Cardell Jones. <laughs> Cardell you know, Jones, yeah, Cardell Jones too. Yeah, that line. I ain't coming here for a diploma. Came for football. <laughs> but so here, here's here's a question. Why why do we feel the need to mix athletics with education? What I'm just saying it's an opportunity. That's all it but, is. But 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 so like, for example, in in Europe, Europe, uh, there's soccer clubs that invest in people from the ages of nine, nine, eight, ten, yeah, eleven, yeah. well, whatever it is, and they are professionals from that point. They are. They go to academy. Yeah, it's more. Yeah, it's more of a prep. It's more of a prep school. That these guys are going to college and working towards a future that isn't football. It's more of a prep school, and I think Europe has a different mentality than North America does. But at the end of the day, you you're you're forcing them to at least learn because when you get to the NFL, all it's going to be at that point is just a bunch of young kids running around, no structure, with a few old guys, no structure, like kind of like the NBA was when they had it when that when that was the rule when you didn't have to go to high school. I'll tell you this story. LeBron James of all. Just one player. My, my cousin, who's Just a prof at a, at a prominent Power 5 school in the States, he said, listen, cuz, where I go, a lot of profs have mo- – actually, all the profs have beach homes. The reason why? Because of the income that the athletes bring into the school yeah. to fund for science building one, history building two, yeah. our salaries. 
So we know what the bottom line is, right? It's a cartel of what it is of the NCAA, the NFL, even the NBA to an extent. So let's pretend these universities are crying poor while they're paying coaches millions upon millions close. of dollars. Yeah, state state schools paying. These are state uh, employees in, yeah. in, tech, yeah. in, in in retrospect here. Uh, in other news, Nick Saban's house is now three times the size of Alabama's campus. Yeah, but you know what? Perhaps. He wins every year. He's worth it. Yeah, but Jim Harbaugh, our next topic now, got a fifty thousand dollar bathroom at Stanford University, which he only utilized. Maybe like two or three times. I know Terry Four. Town would be utilizing that like every oh, hour every on the hour. Every day. I take like three every time he'd leave work, I wait. I would wait for like the caretakers to like <laughs> clean it up, and I would straight shit in it the moment they finished cleaning it. Yes, up. Duke. Um, what is your guess for Nick Saban's house? How much do you think it's it costs? I'd say it's worth. I think four like million. Nine point two million, right? It's uh, in the south, so it's worth. It's, it's going to be. It's going to cost less than it should be worth. Yeah, yeah. So I'm say four and a half million. Just like I watched, like on nine point two million. No, it's eleven million. Get Holy the fuck! Shit. What is it? Is it Montreal? No. I don't know. Because in Alabama, it's, it's probably. It's fuck. probably in Alabama, Terry. No, I'm saying in Alabama, the house, Alabama the the, the, the market value. Like if you watch those those, those yeah. home improvement shows there in yeah. Texas, those fucking houses, man. Like here, they go for like a million. Over there, it's like one hundred twenty thousand. So like we got a tight budget at one hundred twenty thousand. <laughs> Who's got better than us then in terms of homes, Jim Harbaugh or us? Dude, uh, that song is amazing. You guys remember that song? No. Jim Harbaugh came out with a a uh, rap song. Oh when yeah, he when he was playing with the Forty Niners, uh, where the chorus was as follows: Eagle. One time, I want to cue it up for when you. <laughs> one time. A little bit off of there. It's like Jim Harbaugh's <laughs> offense. Did you, did you actually funny. do the thing I asked you to and cut it up? I did. Can you play it since I asked you for it? Why not? <laughs> All right, you didn't uh, give well, him enough of so this, this YouTube. It you're gonna, you, you, we're gonna discuss this. You'll interrupt us whenever you like with the song clip, and we'll just tell you who's got it better than Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> we'll find out next. Uh, so Jim Harbaugh getting trounced by Ohio State once again. He's 0-4 against his uh, biggest rival in Isn't the he Big one Ten. Six, uh, one in six, or if you want to go two and seven against his uh, Big Three. That's Penn oh, State, okay, Michigan okay. State, Ohio State. So he's 0-4 against the Buckeyes. The year the Buckeyes were down off the field, on the field, this wasn't a strong Buckeye team. Many thought Michigan would beat them. They were favored to win this football game. So, gentlemen, what happens now with Jim Harbaugh? I think he stays there. But is, are they now accepting of the fact, Terry, that 10-2 and two will be acceptable because we can't beat Urban Meyer and his Buckeyes even at their weakest this past season? Uh, but we were saying if Ohio State lost, then Urban Meyer is going to be shipped out. I don't. I, I don't he think might be, he might leave. Urban Meyer he might leave. Yeah. yeah. I don't think that that was the case for Jim Harbaugh. I think that it's, at the end of the day, he's just a he's a very good coach. He's a very good recruiter, and that's what they look at. And not if you look at the coaches that have the longest tenure, they don't win every year. But he has a short shelf life, though, John. Look at Mike Gundy. But Mike Gundy, well, like he's got a nice mullet, but <laughs> not anymore. But you look at Jim Harbaugh and his style of offense; it kind of wears on teams a little bit here. Remember, with the Niners, he was there for four years. He left after year number four. Michigan, year number four. There will be year number five, but after there's, I don't know, do you think Pease or Terry, do you think an NFL team will come for him? Because there's that sense that he still hasn't gotten over that Super Bowl loss, whereas quarterback Colin Kaepernick played phenomenal as Terry Town looks uh, awkward. He did play good that game. But there's that thought that he has a (laughs) desire to come back and try to reclaim something that went. I don't think he has any interest. I don't think he has any interest in the NFL or else he would have found another job really quick. But he, remember, his loyalties are with Michigan, right? Yeah. He's a Michigan man through and through. We're in the cleats like uh, Bo Schembrecht. Yeah, I did. think he found his dream job, and he's not going to leave until they force him out. Oh, here we go. That's it? Oh, no. This oh is, is, uh, we're, we're buffering here. Fucking shit. Buffering uh, here. But, but is, it, is it time for Jim Harbaugh, gentlemen, as PZ is very disappointed, is it time for Jim Harbaugh to upgrade his offense to become a college-style offense because he's gone with this dinosaur two-tight-end formation that has worked well, but you, not against Ohio State. You need the personnel to do that. And I think at the moment, Michigan is not recruiting the types of players you need to to, to play the kind of football I don't know you or I want to see. Uh, they're out playing in warmer climates uh, in, in the SEC and at UCF and so on. I don't know. How, I don't know how, man. Those jerseys are freaking nice. Like, if I was, if I was being recruited, I would never was. And if I was being recruited, I would go with the nicest jersey. First, area, uh, area like city. So but that's the thing. That's the thing. That's Two first. nice jerseys. Yeah, but you're not far off, though, right? <laughs> but, but you're not far off, though, right? I mean, Oregon changed the, the, but, the look of the college game with the uniforms and the helmets, right, 10, 12 years ago. Yeah. But then now the trend was, again, we go back in time, 30, 20, 30 years ago, the, the all traditionals, Notre Dame, Nebraska, uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma's still relevant. Uh, these are the schools that were getting the top talent players. But now, yeah. what is it? 
USC, Florida, Alabama, Texas A&M, all these warm Georgia. schools, Georgia included, they're all getting – Clemson, they're all getting kids because why kids want to be in warm weather and enjoy their college experience. Yeah, because if you're getting recruited basketball. by Michigan, you're getting recruited by USC. You know, so. But the thing is, would you, would you rather, rather live in L.A. or, or Ann live in, Arbor? Yeah, Ann Arbor, which is cold <laughs> like 12 months of the year out of 12. Hey, yes. Peace, how would you choose your college? Um, best hot dogs. Yeah, I was going to say who's got many best food on campus. <laughs> um, also, um, since there's no salary cap, who'd pay me the most? That's it, yeah. The Gold Camaro. Who's got it better than us? Who's got it better than Jim Harbaugh? Oh, the buffer is still going there. I'll tell you who, because it looks like he may be at the door of Queen of Ocon. The guy who's got it better, Takeshi69. <laughs> He's got it better. He's got it better than Jim Harbaugh? Yeah. How? He's going to get. Hit me up, Eagle. Hit me up with another one. Let's go. What else we got? Yeah, just gonna get it better than us. How do you not get these yes, shows that you work the on? The buffering is continuing on. Say who else? The guy named Rico who was persecuting Takeshi Six Nine. <laughs> his name is okay. The guy named Rico. I mean, his name is Rico. <laughs> Wouldn't it be like Richard? Uh, you feel free to hit that anytime during the show. Well, we'll get back to you. Who's got it better than Jim Harbaugh? So Takeshi being in jail, yeah, it's better. It's better than being a head coach. He's in the prison of khaki pants. Of khaki pants. I. I have a little question to Takashi wise. I know we're not supposed to talk about anything not sports. Not very interested. Really? But he just released an album, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So boy. How does it work it's when good. the government locks up your accounts? So it goes to the uh, the label, whatever label he signed with, and then probably to his family members. And it goes to it goes to his family at yeah. that point, I guess, or it's just all frozen because of what he says in the songs. Because in some of the songs, he talks about killing. And yeah, shit like, like his that. mom's accounts also frozen. Yeah, exactly. Okay, just uh, noted. Stupid. Yeah, the fuck was that? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's get to the next headline here. John Jones still in the sauce. John Jones, of course, still drinks even after rehab. Yep. And unfortunately, uh, almost killing a woman not too long ago. Terry Tam, uh, what is going to yeah. happen with John Jones? Can he still perform at the highest level? Yeah, man. Of course he can. He did it against. Uh, he did it after being on a full week coke binge. I mean, the guy's still best. He's the best fighter of all time. It's crazy who his pound. brothers are, right? Chandler Jones, Arthur Jones. Yeah, yeah. Chandler having the weed problem with okay, the, uh, weed is not a problem. Weed is not a well, problem. He had a synthetic weed problem, right? Where he came to the uh, fake weed. That's a decision making problem. Fake weed. Yeah, that's yeah. a decision. And I think that family, other than Arthur, what, for what we know, has a lot of decision making problems. So what's what? What is the forecast for John Jones though? Is he's actually stated to fight? I'm not sure exactly when. It might be in January against Alex Gustafsson, which is a rematch, a rematch of his first. Oh, well. He's lost once, but it was it was because of an illegal hit on a deaf guy. Um, it's true, guy? deaf. Oh, yeah, that's very different. But, <laughs> but so no, what I'm saying is that he's his loss is uh, he almost lost. It's controversial that fight, so it's it's a good fight. And Alex Gustafson hasn't fighted hasn't fighted fought in uh, two years either. So it's good to see uh, it's good to see the match up against each is other. He's still a draw though, hundred percent. But it's the fact that he admits to doing all these all these drugs and stuff, which makes him a draw. You know but what I mean? What, what, the reason I bring that up, right? UFC has sort of gone to the retro. Guys have not fought in a long time yeah. to be the draw. So is UFC and trying no, to correlate to now, is UFC not building up the, 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 the fighters that could be the next generation that can draw the average fan to come watch? You know, they've, the actually, they've actually gone away from the older fighters now. A lot of those guys are signing in Bellator. You know, if you look at what happened, the shit show that happened this weekend, Chuck Liddell and Tito Ortiz, uh, a lot of these guys are leaving. You know, they're not coming. They're not coming back. The, the UFC is trying to get to younger. Watch, man. Sorry, Bellator's hard to watch. It depends on the fights. I mean, there's a lot of good fighters. Is, is it as late Bortles? I guess. I mean, this past weekend. <laughs> no, was, no, much better. This past weekend was tough, man. But that wasn't that wasn't a Bellator yeah. fight. You know, Bellator oh, is true. Bellator is very good, and it and it's getting a lot better. It's not. It's more like a CFL NFL thing. You know, like where the product is there. It's just it's not as big yet. You know, and they're on the zone, so it's 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 a good contract for them to have. Yes, Duke. And, and there's more blood. <laughs> and there's more blood in Bellator, yeah. Which is also a very dumb name, Bellator. I don't yeah. even know what it means. So be fighting. Yeah. I th- what does it mean? I think Bellator. It's name. Can he be a two-division champion? At heavyweight, he would have to beat Daniel Cormier, which he's already done twice. And then at light heavyweight, he would have to beat... Uh, who's the champion now? Daniel Cormier, who he's already, been to- he's already beaten twice. So, yes, he could become a double champion. And with that, who knows if he can become a triple champion for that matter. Uh, what, what weight class? Uh, never know. He can't come down to 185. No way. Uh, last headline before we go to break, and we'll be joined by Carlin Gay of NBACanada.com here on Hot Sauce Sports. Terry Tam and PZ Mokan. Duke in the perch and Eagle in his nest. 
Uh, headline number six, the NFL arms race. So the last two NFL draft or the prior to 2018, 2016, 2017 NFL drafts has produced the likes of Jared Goff, Carson Wentz in 2016. And in 2017, we had Pat Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. So, gentlemen, if you had to gauge it now, which draft class do you like better today? The 2016 class of Goff and Wentz or the 2017 class of Mahomes and Deshaun Watson? I mean, it's tough. If I have to choose based on who I think the the best of the four quarterbacks is, I'm going to go with 2017 because Pat Mahomes is doing things that are just impossible, literally impossible. Um, there are guys from from ESPN Sports Science that have analyzed certain throws he's made that have said that theoretically a lot of the things he's doing, the throwing angles and the ability to get the ball downfield isn't even possible from what they've seen before. So that that to me is is absolutely amazing. Uh, but it's great. It's about time because, you know, no knock on Tom Brady and Phil Rivers and, and so on, but, like, Grandma's got to get their own meal sometime, <laughs> and it's time to move on, and I think this it's, we're finally reaching that point. So, Terry, your thoughts. Who do you take? Um, Which class? Honestly, I like – I love Deshaun Watson. I think he's great, and Mahomes is very exciting to watch too, but – I think that longevity, if you want to talk about longevity, I see Goff and Wentz kind of going at it for a really long time. Obviously. Why? I noticed how you did there. What did I do? Same guy who doesn't believe Colin Kaepernick should oh, be the <laughs> <laughs> two white guys chosen in the 2016 draft. Oh, my God. Oh, I you know what? I'd rather the Mahomes-Goff uh, era. How about that? I, I, I forgot to include uh, in 2017, the guy who was taking before Mahomes and Watson, Mitch Trubisky. But I course, love Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah, he's awesome. But he's, he's not put up the numbers like these guys have. Yeah, of course. But, but he's he's a very good quarterback. He's like Blake Bortles with talent. So no. the thing is, guys, who... who <laughs> No, Blake Colin Bortles. Kaepernick is Blake Bortles of talent. How about that? Yeah, of course. 35 touchdowns one year for Blake Bortles. 21. Yeah, 35 Blake Bortles one year. Uh, if you were down six points, who do you pick as a quarterback to win you that drive? Mahomes, Goff, Wentz, or Watson? I think I'll go Goff so far from what I've seen. I think Mahomes is uh, – he's honestly, he's very good. He makes crazy throws, like PZ says. That doesn't make sense what he's able to do. But I, I just think that he's more susceptible to maybe a pick or an unread or an – Maybe a, an overthrow, an overthrow because he throws it really hard. Where I find Goff has a good, very good placement. You know, who he reminds me of the, what Terry said, Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> I was gonna say no, that. except Colin Kaepernick overthrows two and outs, five outs. But he overthrows a freaking three yard hook. He'll overhook with three yard hook. What is freaking flag football? But <laughs> he overthrows the, everything. The thing is with with uh, with with Jerry <laughs> Goff and. and and Pat Mahomes, so I think you're guilty of t right now, Terry Thomas, recency bias, just recency because we bias. saw Pat Mahomes turn over late. No, not at all. I've been saying Jared it all year. Against Goff's uh, Rams. No. Mahomes has protected the ball very well throughout his career. Uh, honestly, I, give me the guy I'm just saying who is that can be special uh, in a way that, for example, Aaron Rodgers is. To me, Pat Mahomes is closer yeah, to that to type of quarterback. Than, but, than but his question was, two Jared minutes Goff. left, down six, who do you go with? I yeah. go with Goff. You're down six. Yeah. Who, who give me the guy who's special. Who's like that extra level special? So you want Mahomes? Pat Mahomes. You would take Mahomes. Well, who, who's revolutionized the position? You're really big on Pat Mahomes, but what about Deshaun Watson? You take mm -hmm. away the injury in oh, rookie year. You look what he's doing this year. After the 0-3 start, they're 8-3. They're going to win the division. They might be 12 wins, maybe 3 seed. Has he sort of set the new level of a quarterback of being able to throw with accuracy and run with uh, no fear? I just fear? Don't, don't understand what people were saying the scouts were saying before the season that before he was drafted that he didn't have an NFL arm. I watched him play a lot in college. I was like, the guy is throwing it downfield constantly. You can see when he was playing at Clemson that how like he's just he's a really good arm. He's a, he's a very good quarterback overall. That was what he said he's the Michael Jordan of college football. No, but you know what? But yeah, he probably was. But also he uh, he's the most he's the most well rounded out of all those four quarterbacks. Yeah. I find. Yeah, Stuke, Before we go to break, um, Bellator is warrior. In warrior. Life. That's I was going to say gladiator. You know, it was a warrior. I knew it was gladiator. something you dumb. Was a warrior peasy, uh, and a gladiator peasy, a true warrior. Who is Colin Kaepernick? How? In what sense? Oh, I thought you were Russell Crowe. Before I come up, if I jump on the table his and tattoos. smack you, go see his tattoos. Oh, really? Yeah, go check out. His so I have a Hercules tattoo. Am I Hercules? I was going to say you can't remember oh, me Hercules. God, please, that's like a chain. You have a that's like a barbed wire chain. You have a trucker mustache. Do you drive trucks? I have. A, I have a, Super I have, Troopers. <laughs> I have a tattoo that says "Mom." Does that mean I'm my own mom? Maybe. All right, peace. Maybe. Uh, coming up next, we will switch gears on Hot Sauce Sports. We'll talk with uh, Carlin Gay of NBACanada.com. Get his thoughts. Does he think Kevin Durant will be a warrior in two years' time or Kawhi Leonard still buying for the six? Stay tuned here on Hot Sauce Sports where we talk about everything.
including Colin Gabbard. <laughs> Welcome back to Hot Sauce Sports. Quite the eventful first segment we have with uh, PZ, Terry Tam, and a few other cast of characters here, Duke and Eagle. We have all one-word nicknames. As these clowns to my left are pointing at each other like they are, you're the man, you're the man. No. Uh, speaking of the man, coming up next from MAcanada.com, a managing editor of a fantastic website who's had quite the travails and travels in his life in the last few years, we welcome in Carlin Gay. Carlin, good, e- good evening, good morning, good afternoon. How you been, my man? Appreciate you having me on. Uh, I, I now know that I'm on with the big five. Um, depending on who's uh, you know who's the, who's the captain of this ship, I, I hear your voice a lot. And that's probably a bad thing if this podcast is supposed to go viral, isn't it? Well, we're trying, we're trying, we're trying for mutiny, Carlin. Uh, he hasn't learned yet, but uh, we're getting there. We're getting there. Uh, let, well, let's, he, he is probably one of the most difficult person, people to work with, isn't he? Absolutely. <laughs> the worst. I, I cry every night. I cry, I cry myself to sleep every night. They go to sleep crying every day. Uh, let's, let's dive into the NBA. It's been quite the eventful start to the season, Carlin. Um, I'll ask you this question to forecast the future of the league. Uh, more likely to happen in two years' time. Kevin Durant still playing for the Golden State Warriors, or Kawhi Leonard still balling for the Raptors and go to the NBA Finals? Oh, ooh, that, uh, and they go to the NBA Finals. When you add that caveat, that uh, it, it makes it a little bit tougher. But I will say that the latter is definitely the most likely. I think, in my opinion, that uh, that little uh, scrap that we've seen, the verbal exchange that we've seen earlier this season between Draymond Green and Kevin Durant, really cemented his exit. I think now he can look back, and if he was, uh, in my opinion, he's probably leaving anyway, but now he can look back on that one incident and say that's the reason why he decided to leave uh, Golden State. Now, does that change things? Does that change the course of history? Are they going to win the championship this year? They probably will. Um, But in saying that, for Kevin Durant, he hasn't really gotten the credit that he probably thinks he deserves at this point. You know, two-time finals MVP, but Draymond Green said it. They probably would have won those championships even if he didn't show up. So now it's time for Kevin Durant to go out on his own and find his own path wherever that may be in the league. And where, wherever he decides to end up, to be honest with you, regardless of how you feel about him off the court, on the court, there's still going to be 29 other teams that are going to be vying for Kevin Durant's services. Because in my opinion, when he's right, when he's playing at a high level, he's still the second best player in the league right now behind LeBron James. Um, Carlin, um, we're going to get to some stuff, I guess, with the with Kevin Durant specifically, but uh, you touched on Kawhi Leonard sticking with the Raptors. I saw he signed a big deal with New Balance. Is that an indication of his personality? Maybe he wants to do something a little bit different. You know what I mean? Like a guy like that may be more likely to stick in, in that kind of market uh, where he's sort of away from other big stars and so on. Kawhi is an interesting guy. I, it's funny. When, whenever I get to ask these questions about what I think Kawhi may do or what I believe is happening in Kawhi's mind, I don't think his closest friends know what he's going to do, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned a New Balance deal that got reported and, and released that he has now signed with New Balance to be basically the face of that company basketball-wise. And then he comes out in his first appearance since that report in socks because he didn't really say that, you know, he, he then said that, you know, it hasn't been official. He hasn't made it official with New Balance. So goes out of his way. I mean, I mean, dude, I mean, put on a pair of flip-flops. Something. You could have found some wind tips, right? Like, I'm sure the guy's got <laughs> some shoes. Anything else. Yeah, I mean, Fox, like, if he had gone out bare feet, then you know that Kawhi is just a different cat. But mm. um, when you're talking about him basketball-wise, to me right now, he's reminding everybody that he is one of the best two-way players we have in the league. Um, you know, when he's healthy, and, and to me, he still has a little bit ways to go. He's still finding his timing and, and also getting accustomed to playing with this Raptor team. He's been in the same system his entire career up until this year. He's now getting accustomed to play with this Raptor team. And, um, you know, the best team in the league record-wise are the Raptors. And a large part of that is because, you know, the, what they have around him. And when he looks around uh, you know, the talent that they have put around them. That This is truly a championship team that we're seeing out of Toronto. Um, you know, this Raptor team in the Eastern Conference, they, they, they have an opportunity to make a run to the finals. And then depending on whether or not the Golden State Warriors get there, whoever else comes out of the Western Conference, they're not going to be a pushover. It's not going to be a four-game sweep. And if they continue on the run that they're on right now, they'll probably have home court advantage when those finals start. So you start to add all these things in, in the season that Kawhi is really, I guess you could call him a redshirt Raptor right now, until he decides to sign beyond this, it it's giving him, you know, when you put this list and you slit the 
drop it down the middle and say pros or cons. There's so many more pros right now for Kawhi than there are cons. So, um, you know, staying in Toronto, staying in that market, he's still going to get the exposure that, you know, he, he, he craves and most star players crave playing in Toronto. I think they have close to 20 games on national TV in the States this year, which is, you know, on par with the highest amount of games they got when Vince Carter was there at the time. So, and, and that number is going to go up, especially if this team gets to the finals. So, um, you know, the attention that he didn't get in San Antonio, he'll definitely get in the market like Toronto. And I think that uh, he'll have a chance to add on to his legacy that is already built off of, um, you know, from leaving San Antonio in Toronto and, and really cement himself as, you know, really the face of Canadian basketball because Toronto hasn't made the finals yet. They haven't won a championship. And that city or, you know, that country hasn't won anything major since the Canadians won a Stanley Cup in 93. Carlin, uh, what's gone wrong with the Celtics this year? They have not played well. Uh, a lot of hype about what they were going to be this year, given who they have acquired in the last couple of years. Are they going in the wrong direction as we speak? I think that what's gone wrong with the Celtics is Brad Stevens. Um, you know, you, you look at the talent that they have um, and, and what Brad Stevens was before, you know, all this talent came to be was, you know, this is a guy that's supposed to be a mastermind. He's one of the greatest coaches that we have in the league at this time, uh, but he hasn't been able to figure out how to put his guys in a position to win on a nightly basis. Brad Stevens is great X's and O's. No one will deny that. We've seen his out-of-timeout plays. We've seen those, you know, side-out-of-bounds plays. He is a magician when it comes to that stuff. What he's having an issue with now is managing the egos. There are too many egos on the team right now, and I say too many because he doesn't know how to deal with them. Um, you know, Kyrie Irving is a great player. Jason Tatum is going to be a great player in this league, and he had that, uh, you know, that, that timeline accelerated with the way he played in the playoffs. So you can't kind of scale that back. You have to find a way to motivate these guys individually, and he hasn't been able to do that right now. You know, Terry, uh, you know, Terry uh, uh, Rozier is a guy who, who played phenomenal basketball down the stretch for them last year when Kyrie Irving was out with the injury. And now he's back in the fold, and, and, and they really don't have a role for him. He, he doesn't know what he's playing on a nightly basis. His minutes are up and down. So this is on Brad Stevens to me to figure out how to bring this unit together, all this talent together, and use them uh, all to their strengths. The greatest coaches of all times that have, you know, have won championships at a high level, multiple rings in the NBA, figured it out. Phil Jackson figured it out. Pat Riley figured it out. And even Steve Kerr figured it out uh, with, with the four guys that he has to deal with on a nightly basis. Brad Stevens, to this point, has not figured it out. And I think that's the major problem with the Boston Celtics. Well, I think last year with the Boston Celtics, they were kind of playing with house money towards the end of the season. Terry Rozier had a good playoff. I mean, they look pretty good. And uh, Brad Stevens, like you said, it's hard to motivate a bunch of guys that's kind of, at the beginning of the season, we were talking about it, it's given, kind of given to them. It's either them or Toronto. Uh, and I said that Toronto would finish fourth in the conference mm -hmm. and then lose in the in the semifinals, whatever the case may be. But now, honestly, I, I, I'm eating my words. Toronto looks like the best team in the conference, and I don't think the Celtics have it. The fact that Kyrie is saying... Uh, this week he says something like kind of shit or get off the pot kind of thing and uh, it doesn't look good and it's the same thing what's gonna ha what's happening in the Golden State Warriors the locker room locker rooms are key especially when you have 12 guys on a team two guys can spoil the bunch you know and I think that's what's happening in uh, Boston yeah yeah I, I believe you guys are absolutely you're absolutely right there and a lot of people are saying well you know they'll figure it out by the playoff time it's still a lot of season left but it, to be honest with you the playoffs is not when you want to figure things out the playoffs is when you want to be playing at a high level and in the Eastern Conference this year, there's going to be no joke teams. Maybe in the first round, depending on where you finish, you might get the eighth or you know seventh seed that's a little bit softer than what you would normally have, and you probably sweep them or beat them in five. But once you get past that, you know the, the top six teams in the Eastern Conference are going to be legit teams that have a chance to get to the conference finals. And if Boston messes around and ends up in the fourth seed and draws an Indiana or draws a Philadelphia in the first round, they may be going home. We're in conversation with Colin Gay here on Hot Sauce Sports PZ. Um, yeah, just, uh, when I was doing my uh, prep for this interview, something came up, and I, I needed to ask you about it. It's a burning question. Uh, Thanksgiving just passed. You named mac and cheese as your favorite side. Ooh. It's not a bad choice. It's not a bad choice, but I'm telling you, you haven't tried the famous, world-famous Delores stuffing. It's a sausage and red crumb-based stuffing. It's absolutely delicious. It's everyone's favorite. Everyone's favorite, so we'll, we'll have to make sure we get you uh, up north to uh, to our barbecue uh, next year. 
Well, we don't have to wait till Thanksgiving. That's a whole year from now. We can do that tomorrow. That's true. Anytime, anytime. <laughs> I'm, I'm there. We'll do it at the annual uh, hot sauce sports uh, barbecue. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, while you're down there, by what? the way, you, you checking out uh, more East uh, East Carolina barbecue or Lexington style? Uh, East Carolina, um, yeah, and, and, it, and it, there's always this debate of what's what's uh, what's sweet or what's uh, I guess it's what the, to the tanginess to to the barbecue sauce. I'm not. Uh, my palate isn't as educated as some. Uh, you know, I watch the uh, Great British Bake Off when I can with, with the girlfriend, <laughs> but it, 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 you know, I can watch it on TV, but I really don't have an opinion otherwise. It all goes down the same to me, but uh, it, I have appreciated the food here. More, more importantly, I've appreciated the uh, the portions of, uh, of what's it's happening insane. down here in, in Carolina. It, yeah. You can get a small and feed, you know, uh, feed my entire uh, my entire household for a week. So I'm happy <laughs> with that. Uh, Carlin, you, you have an article on NBACanada.com about the future Team Canada. I'll ask you this to kind of branch off from that. Uh, if you had a chance to build your franchise, would it be with RJ Barrett or Zion Williamson, who is literally torpedoing rims at a high rate this year? I'm going to sound biased when I when I say my answer, but in all honesty, I really truly believe that RJ Barrett would be uh, the guy I start a franchise with uh, from scratch. Um, you know, if right now, I think RJ is going to look like the worst college, the, the, the worst of the two in the college game. Um, what Zion's game is, is, is going to translate to the NBA. I have no question about that. But RJ, it, the spacing in college just doesn't allow a guy like RJ Barrett to really flourish. And I think once he gets to the NBA, when you can play less zone and it's a lot more one-on-one stuff, I think RJ Barrett is going to shine. Now, where RJ can get better uh, is finding another way to really impact the game when scoring isn't there for him. Uh, and he hasn't found that right now, but he's young. He's, it's going to happen at some point. Uh, he's an elite scorer. He, he probably will be an elite scorer at the NBA level. But there are going to be nights when the jump shot's not falling or you know, you're, you're matched up against a really good defender or you go up against a head coach that just has your number. Um, and he, he's going to have to find a way to either impact it on the defensive end find a way to you know be able to get his teammates involved or or you know die for you know a loose ball something and right now i don't think that is a priority for him in this game but uh, as age comes you know you get some sort of wisdom and you uh, you start to see the game a different way and rj will that will happen for rj barrett um you know zion is, is incredible he's a high highlight real machine take nothing away from him He's going to be that in the NBA. May, in my opinion, be the first overall pick. But if I had a choice, I'm going with R.J. Barrett just because I think his game is more suited for the NBA. I'm inclined to agree. Uh, Mo brought up your article, and you mentioned something about how it was, um, we won't refer to this era anymore as the, the uh, golden era for Canadian basketball, but sort of the, the standard of what we come to expect. Uh, maybe touch on a little bit of what you wrote so good people know where to find you and, and, and what the article is about. Yeah, I mean, it, it, for a, for a very long time, there's been this. Uh, Steve Nash actually is the one that that said it. Uh, you know, this is the golden age of Canada basketball, and and that was at the time when you know Andrew Wiggins was budding, and, and you know he was going to be the first overall pick in the draft, and uh, Anthony Bennett was the first overall pick in the draft, and you had Canadian being drafted in the year. Year on year in the NBA, Tristan Thompson went fourth overall. Corey Joseph, we now have Shea Alexander who's in the NBA, who's a lottery pick and doing very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this year, there's a crop of, I think, about five or six Canadians playing Division One basketball that are either going to be one and done or, or two and done in the NCAA and will be drafted in this year's draft. So, um, you know, and that, it's not going to stop. I mean, every every time you look through social media, you see someone committing from Canada to a high major school. So uh, there's Canadians that are be coming out, uh, you know, every single year. As Canadians, they should expect that there is, uh, you know, an, an NBA player being drafted in the first or second round every June. Um, and, and there should be, they should expect that there's, uh, you know, a Canadian that's in conversation for a conference player of the year or whatever awards they hand out in the NCAA level. So um, in my opinion, the golden era is done. Like it, that, that doesn't last forever. That's just a, that's just a time, you know, a, you know, a space of time right now. It's a standard. It, it should be expected that, you know, Canada is one of the most talented, uh, you know, basketball, you know, countries in the world. I, I put that in top five for when you talk about the powerhouses. Of course, the States is always going to be number one. We know that. Um, but now for the first time ever, if Canada wanted to, they can 
put out 12 NBA players on the national team. They're the only other team that could do that other than the States. So now it should be expected that um, they, they challenge for the podium. They, uh, you know, they medal at these events like the world championships in the Olympics, the same way that they expect that from their hockey programs. I, I think there's that, there should be that level of expectation. Um, it should no longer be happy to just arrive to the party. They should actually be, you know, one of the key competitors or the party shouldn't really start unless Canada is invited. So um, that's why I said what I said. And I, I think I truly believe that and the rest of the world realizes that I just don't feel like the country itself knows what they're sitting on. Wrapping up with uh, Carlin Gay from NBACanada.com. You can follow him on Twitter at the Carlin Gay. Uh, Carlin, uh, let me ask this uh, sideways question. Do you miss Nathan Peterman? <laughs> Not a chance. That man, I mean, when you talk about the most embarrassing quarterbacks to ever step under center, and Nathan Peterman is is, is right up there. Uh, yeah, Dan Orlovsky. Numbers wise, well, but numbers wise, I don't think there's been a worse quarterback that there's ever we've ever seen in the NFL. And watching him, I, I'm a, a huge Buffalo Bills fan. That's why I'm most trying to throw this low blow here. But I'll I'll, I'll, I'll stay high above water. I'll stay high above water and and say this. Um, you know, Nathan Peterman's pain has brought me Josh Allen because Josh Allen, uh, to me, and I was, and I'll be honest with you guys, I was furious when they selected Josh Allen at the draft in, in April. I, I did not want anything to do with that guy. But yeah. after watching him play it so far this season, I, I think he has some sort of a future. And I think he's been the best out of the, uh, other than Baker Mayfield, I think he's been the best out of the crop uh, of quarterbacks that they, that was drafted in the first round. As a Dolphins fan, Carlin, I'm, I'm happy seeing Josh Allen too. I can't wait to see him overthrow wide open receivers <laughs> for the rest of his career. It reminds me of the Rob, the Rob Johnson era of Buffalo Bills, which made me very happy as that well. That was a highlight oh, of Buffalo yeah. Bills football. <laughs> Nathan Peterman, the only guy ever to throw an interception and have a better quarterback rating after. Carlin, what do you have lined up coming up with uh, the NBA and, of course, NBA Canada the next few months? Oh, we're going to have some fun, uh, not only at NBA Canada, but NBA globally. Uh, I'm part of a group uh, called The Zone Group. Um, you guys will obviously have seen the commercials. We, we, I, I, trust me, if I could get that Michael Buffer commercial off out of there for you guys. It's I, so I bad. It's so bad. The suits, the suits uh, they're well aware that that commercial sucks. I've, I've, I've let that be known. <laughs> but, um, yeah, part of The Zone Group that also has, uh, you know, outreach for the NBA, not only in Canada, but we also control the Australian region. We have Japan, uh, Argentina, Mexico, Spain, and also India. Um, so there's a lot of basketball content being pumped out of uh, just our group and, uh, in general, and you'll also see that uh, you know, globally as, as the game continues to be uh, globalized uh, under our umbrella. The game of risk has no chance against you, that is for sure, Carlin. Uh, thank you so much for joining us on Hot Sauce Sports. Uh, look forward to conversing with you down the road, my man. Appreciate you guys. Have a good one. Follow him on Twitter at the Carlin Gay. His article coming out talking about the future of Team Canada basketball, projecting what's going to happen in the next couple of years here here on Hot Sauce Sports. Stay tuned as we'll wrap it up with these two clowns and I on Hot Sauce Sports. <laughs> All right, welcome back here as the uh, panel and I giggle at something here as we go to the last headline before we uh, wrap it up here. A big thank you to Carlin Gay of NBACanada.com and... And NBA, NBA Sound, Sound System, whose name I almost forgot once again. Yes, of course, uh, for joining us. Uh, he was great. He was awesome. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, Terry didn't get his Indiana Pacers question in there, but uh, I was going to ask him what he thought. But then he said top six. I figured Indiana Pacers are top two. They're top seven. You know, <laughs> top seven. They're That's top. Uh, okay, well, Duke, who's the top six in the East? Let's go. They're a topical Not NBA Pacers. Series. No, tell me top six. Go. Not the Pacers. Tell me top six. Because, hold on, because Not he, the Pacers. he's going to say we almost beat the Miami Heat. No, 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 no. Tell me top six. Tell me top six. Not the Pacers. But tell me top six. Okay, so we got the Raptors. Okay. Yeah, one. We got the Bucks. Okay. Yeah. We have. Uh, if you can't think of it, you're going to get <laughs> Sixers. So you have the right? Sixers. Boston's still better. Sixers. Boston. Boston. So that's four. So I, I think they're either Detroit. fifth or sixth. The New York Knicks. No, the, the Pacers the, are better than Detroit. The New York Knicks. No. Get the fuck out of here. How about no, that? No, Brooklyn's not doing no, so no. well. Yeah. Indiana is sixth Suck or it. fifth, maybe. Suck it. In, in the East. And they'll, they'll, uh, Let's get, get Carlin back on so we can talk about this. We'll bring exactly. on Carlin Gay next time to talk about the Indiana Pacers. Argument. We'll talk strictly pace for basketball That's next time. I'm down. We'll talk about Depot. Uh, speaking of uh, tainted teams, we'll talk about tainted wins. Uh, Cordero Patterson uh, liking the, uh, the shanks, grabbing some shanks, uh, gentlemen, here. Uh, and, he quote, and I quote, I'm a grown man. I don't need nobody blank and blank 
and my balls, my face. <laughs> since when? <laughs> like you since when did you balls. call? Since when did you? Why did you call it Shanks? Oh, if it's not the Shanko, show it is Shanks one time. Oh, okay. Uh, I didn't know that. That's not I the called it Shanks. Yeah. Um, okay, so if I was on top of you like that offense, like that defensive lineman was straight attained. Yeah. Yeah, you get, you get two fingers right up there. He really got in there though. Yeah, if you yeah, see it, like. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, he well, he's a returner, right? So he's working his hands and fingers, right? So I don't know I why you a, need to do this though, to be like, a returner. Insane! You know, he's working on catching the ball, catching also, balls, yeah, or a ball. Cordell Patterson joined the Patriots and learned like he, he it looked like he learned a lot from Brady so far. Instantly tried to deflate the guy's balls. And Cordero in Latin, I looked it up, means ball grabber. It's true. Don't look it up. It's a fact. <laughs> Terry's right. Yeah, Terry Tam. Gain that uh, down pretty pat here. So what? would would you would you do it, uh, Duke? If oh, we uh, know he would do it. If, if Duke's pounder, done it to me <laughs> on the couch. I, yeah, I would. Duke's done it to me. At Eagle, a nod. Yes, no. Would you do it to someone if they're over you? But he wasn't even like really on him. He was just kind of like bent over him. Yeah, yeah like, he was just waiting for like guys to clear out. Yeah, so he yeah. Could safely stand up. Like he wasn't like. And then Cordell Patterson just kind of just panicked. He's like, get out of my face, motherfucker. Yeah, you know, one of those. It's just tension to football game, but it's funny when it, it re- results in the grab of one's team. Also, a guy that uh, the uh, Patriots could have signed or could have traded for. Yes, Golden Taint. Golden Taint. Taints are us. See yeah, right there. he hasn't played so well in his new. Yeah. Nah, it's been two games. That we'll wasn't see. why. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It is now time for the uh, ever popular segment with Duke. Duke, what are we doing this week? Duke, have this week difficulty. we are going to be doing sauce versus humanity. All right. A very popular segment, actually. I got some great feedback from those who watched episode number one. Really in love with sauce against humanity. All right. So explain. What's, what's the game? Well, I was going to say, let's explain the story of how this plays out. So, Duke. What are those ones? Well, he was our artist, our graphic designer, the whole nine yards. Will shock, surprise, and terrorize us with a series of topics from sports and beyond. Each round will consist of 90 seconds where our analysts, which will be Terry, Peasy, and I, will fight, bicker, and struggle to get a word in edgewise. So here we go. Sauce against humanity. So uh, I thought I would go with something a little bit more personal this time because I uh, I really love uh, I love hockey I watch it every night it's 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 the, it's my go to sport big Minnesota Wild fan huh yeah sure Matt why Dumba, not yeah big fan so of speaking of uh, expansion teams the next NHL expansion team should be blank so now when you're saying that you're talking about like our dis- our idea of where the next team should be like it could be like in Kazakhstan. Sure, Mo, let's go to Kazakhstan. Okay, I'm just, I'm just asking, just to clarify. Okay, here we go. <laughs> anywhere. anywhere. you want. <laughs> anywhere. Go ahead, Mo. I, I said yes. Let's, let, Kazakhstan? Let, let's not do Kazakhstan. Let's do okay, actual, read it again. Read actual it. cities. Thanks. Kazakhstan's okay. a country. Good, read it. Read it again. The next NHL expansion team should be blank. So, <laughs> I can't think okay. of anything. So, uh, the, how much we care these, about hockey? No, no. The Buenos Aires ice skaters. I hate you oh, so I much. I assume you're referring to Copa Libertadores like, no, with the whole <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> I want something dirty. I know people are going to be like, oh, what about Quebec City? What about Seattle? That's oh, not Fuck bullshit. that shit. Th- me, those are actually going to happen. Give me some place <laughs> where I can, I can like get hammered in this dank-ass bar. I New Orleans. For you. No, no. New I got Orleans better is up one. there. I got I a better one for you. Reno? Yes. Ooh, yes. Reno? Like Reno. I was going to say Reno right now. Yes. Or give me Atlantic City. Atlantic City. Oh, I talk about the armpit of the states. Man. I want to start playing cards at 7 a.m., not realize I drank till 7 a.m. the next day, keep playing, then go to the game that I realize Whoa. I have tickets for the day before. <laughs> Think about the reason. Give me that. Give me all about that. All that I want pawnbrokers. Uh, I want their signs all over the place. I want I went, I went to Atlantic gold <laughs> on Center Ice. I went to Atlantic City for a bachelor party, man. It was fun. It's crack central, man. Yeah, it's amazing. Think about it, though, Holy right? Holy fuck. And there was no Wi-Fi in our hotel. It was like a Trump hotel. There's a, uh, a bring-your-own beer. Wrong. What is this, 1938? There's a bring-your-own-beer strip club. I don't recommend it. There's a lot of dudes in there. I went there. Really? It's so it's a bring your own booze strip club. We yeah. went and but so we walked in. They're like, yeah, it's bring your own booze or you pay five bucks. Or you pay five bucks, bring your own booze or you got to buy your booze. So me and my buddy, uh, we took the, our, our party bus back to the hotel. We had a big Gatorade cooler full of booze. So we brought the whole Gatorade cooler, put it on the bar and we just sat there. The nastiest strippers I've ever yeah, seen in my life. It's pretty bad. We have a, we oh have boy. a friend. Uh, we'll, just call him, we'll just call him Claire. Was uh, screwed over by a prostitute who took two thousand dollars of his and ran off. Hey oh yeah. Oh boy. Sounds like a party. So Next. Good times. Personally. Yeah. Go. You, you guys want to know what I? I've yeah. Yeah. Sure. No. Go ahead. Quebec City. 
Okay, fuck off. Next one. I think, I think you have my... Uh, next. My, my, I only chose well, Atlantic City because there's no such thing as Scoville. <laughs> next, next uh, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Amish territory, man. Going traditional. Tell you what, man. Very traditional. Yeah, very traditional. butter. Exactly. Very next obscure. question number two. Blank is the biggest fantasy bust since blank. Oh, my God. That's so many things to think about. Bolin, are you talking <laughs> about a specific sport or just anyone that we think is a bust? And blank fantasy. is the biggest fantasy bust since blank. <laughs> Nathan Peterman is the biggest fantasy bust since Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> uh, Blake Bortles <laughs> is the biggest bust since Colin, not Colin Kaepernick, but since Blake Bortles. Um, Quirrell Patterson is the biggest fantasy bust other than uh, since the nut he almost bust on his face when massaging <laughs> the dude's balls in his face. Next. You guys don't want to talk about Le'Veon Bell being a bust this season? I drafted him and I'm still in second place. Can't be a bust when he place? didn't play. What? Can't be a bust when he didn't play. Question number three. <laughs> Up next on Fox Sports 1, the latest addition to our sports lineup, blank. So the sport that always amazed me is croquet. It's not a sport. Yeah, it is. It oh. reminds me of croquetas, which are delicious. <laughs> um, and I don't understand what the hell's going on. I can't look at it without being like, so there's some dudes on the lawn. They got like a hammer and they're smacking some balls. For me, it was uh, it was it's polo being on a horse and just hitting That's a fucking. Oh, you mean the fake croquet? Yeah, yeah the fake croquet. Yeah, we don't use animals. Yeah, it's, it's animal cruelty. Isn't it you very popular? You, in you India? ever ask the animals? No, uh, polo is. No, it's not. For sure, it is. No, you're but wrong. it's not the British rule. While we play polo, you're and wrong. Making us work the fields. Yeah, exactly. You're wrong. Uh, the sport that I would take <laughs> would be snooker. Snookers, huh? Yeah, Isn't that already on TV? No, that's pool. It used to be. Snooker no, they used to show snooker on yeah, TV. Back in the day. Yeah. Next. Question number four. This is a bonus question. <clears throat> oh. When I say oh blank, God, so you say overrated. Oh, can I say it, please? Yeah, go. Can I say it? No. Here say we it. go. Ready for this? Yeah. Dak Prescott. I agree. <laughs> oh, my God. Look of course that. I agree because I'm a... I'm a a uh, knowledgeable person sometimes, except uh, for when I make picks, as you're going to see in a couple minutes. Yes. Peace? So peace. Uh, I mean, I hate the concept of overrated because it would be someone like us who rated them in the first place. Then and you hate ratings? Rated. <laughs> if this was a year ago, I would have said Matt Harvey of the Mets. Oh, yeah. Callcom. Uh, overrated. Andrew Wiggins. I hate to say it because I love Tough. the dude, but overrated. Well, he overrated himself. I'm going to say Tristan Thompson. You yes, know what? Yes, we should have asked Carlin Gay yeah. about those two guys if they would play for Team Canada. Well, a lot of the guys in his article had yeah. Tristan Thompson on. I think but, he had it but too. Andrew Wiggins, Wiggins was left yeah, off a few he, times. He too. sort of had a bit but of he'll a... But he'll make the 12 for sure. No, but he's had an outs though with Team Canada. Uh, oh, true. He did them. talk shit last year. Yeah. Are, are, you, are you saying uh, Tristan Thompson because of his production as opposed and, and, and in relation to his contract? No, I'm saying based on what he said that the road... <laughs> the NBA, goes, NBA through Cleveland. goes through Cleveland and right. he's the number I mean, one guy in Cleveland. If all I flights are grounded and you need to actually take a bus that goes through Then Cleveland, yes, the road does go through Cleveland. All right, so the, the uh, road through Terry's uh, backside now will begin as uh, the f- Terry feels the burn. Oh, it's true. Eh? Yeah, so for it. those who don't know, last week Terry Tam in the our picks of the week uh, got burnt by the fact that he picked against, he picked Atlanta and you picked Detroit, was it? And they both lost. So now Terry Tam has to uh, gulp th- down. No, it's not that they lost that. I just went against the spread. You went against the spread. So yeah. as a result, Terry Tam will have to consume some hot sauce because the show is called Hot Sauce Sports. So, uh, Duke, can you explain to us what is the situation here of what he's about to uh, take and pretty much burn his intestines for the next four days? Uh, I'm, I'm going to show it on camera in a second, but uh, because he lost uh, a double bet, uh, what I did is I cut an jalapeno, a jalapeno in half and I filled it with hot sauce. So he's going to have to slurp this down. Also, P's, you, you made a bet on uh, Georgia beating Alabama. So can can I get the spread at least? We're no, live. We're live. You will not get the spread. Oh, you will choose right. either Georgia or Alabama. No, we're, we're, we're live on. So hold on. And if you lose, you we're live on Instagram, so we so got to do this quick. Perfect. So, Duke, I have a question for you. Uh, does he have to eat the jalapeno afterwards? Eating. Yes. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> well, so, what am I doing afterwards? I have to take a dump? Here we go. Uh, what do I? What you I'm doing afterwards? I need to, to know. Consume and eat that jalapeno. So here we go, Terry. You didn't Tam. even fill it up, though. Why you need? Why you give me a fucking banana, Duke? I don't eat a banana. That <laughs> is a, that's fucking banana too. That's a pretty bad banana. We gotta put this banana on camera. Look at this. It's water on the inside of this fucking thing. <laughs> oh, Why? Boy. I've so, never seen a banana that color. Uh, that, Why that's, is it this dark? That's in the case that uh, it burns too much. 
I'm not eating a banana. I'll just fucking. I'll rather piss in my mouth than eat this. Okay, thing. so there we go. Stop stalling. Let's go. But again, you said I'm doing something after this. What am I doing after this? I don't know. So I'm just eating this. That's all I'm doing. Drinking and eating. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, my asshole's gonna burn. No <laughs> oh, man. That's it, boys. Hot sauce, uh, boys. I, I wanna. I wanna definitely. Um, uh, advice give me that, that fucking banana. No, no, no! Don't give the banana. Don't give the banana. No, no, no. make him suffer. It's a work in progress, guys. You good? Uh, yeah, yeah, he's done. It's he's fucking finished. Hot. Yeah, that's habanero sauce. That's habanero sauce. I was gonna put some Tabasco in it, but I I figured that you're a grown man, so. Okay, so next week the the bet is is now Peasy's turn. It'll be my turn next week to pick a game. Oh well, wait, if Georgia if Georgia covers the spread, do they both? No, take no, hot no, sauce? no. You, you straight up pick. It's well, either I, Georgia. I gotta bet against someone. Someone else has to have odds. You no. bet against your, okay, against you yourself. Okay, but I'll take the points. Done. Let's do it. Okay. And then I have my bet next week. All right, so uh, wherever you are, walking along, biking along, no, strolling along, skating along, <laughs> maybe snowing you, taking up the snow from the driveway as you walk along, fly along, drive along, whatever you want to do. Can you hurry the fuck up, man? I'm just trying to end off the show on the part note here. <laughs> Episode three in no, the books. That's not that bad, honestly. As Terry Tan will be in the bathroom for the next uh, four days. Yeah, that's for sure. And he'll probably be about 20 pounds lighter. Hopefully. Listen to this podcast, Hot Sauce Sports. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook. Are we now Instagram now officially? Yeah, we're live on Instagram. Live on Instagram. I know. Yeah. Hot Sauce Sports on Instagram. Hot Sauce Sports. So we wish you a good evening, a good morning, a good afternoon. Gentlemen, great job by you, Colin Gay from NBACanada.com. He was fantastic. And we'll be back next week for more Hot Sauce takes here on Hot Sauce Sports. Wherever you are, hope you enjoy your walk. You can listen to Hot Sauce Sports.